MBA gave me strong leadership skills and that's what was needed, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the program made me believe that, yes, I can go out there and do things on my own, lead big projects. And Imperial gave me that kind of confidence in terms of leading things on my own and creating something which is completely innovative and, you know, something very new. And one of the things which I wanted to mention and which in the hindsight I realized how important it was, was the IED module. I don't Mm. know if they still have that, the Innovation, Entrepreneurship and Design module course at at Imperial. It was almost like a three months long separate sort of parallel track, uh, which was mandatory for everyone. And that IED module made, uh, I think we had a team of four to five people where we actually were working on real life project, which was actually like leading a real startup at that point of time. Welcome to the MBA Jam Podcast with your host, Avinash Bajaj. Hi again, folks. Welcome to another episode of the MBA Jam. This is your host and founder, Avinash. Today's intro, I'm sorry, it's going to be a little long, so please bear with me. But when you hear the accomplishment of today's guest, you will not be surprised. (laughs) I'm very excited to talk to today's guest, mainly because this guest deals with concepts that have absolutely no idea in. (laughs) But equally, I'm totally fascinated to learn more about this. Today, we're talking to Soumya Vardhan. Soumya is the founder and CEO of Subpuja.com, India's only science and technology-based O2O, which I think is online-to-offline platform for providing authentic Vedic services, such as Vedic pujas, astrology, numerology, vastu consultation, palmistry through educated and qualified professionals. It's fascinating already, isn't it? <laughs> Prior to launching Supuja.com, Soumya worked in London for seven plus years as a seasoned management consultant with KPMG London and ENY. I'm extremely interested in finding out how Soumya went from finance consulting to astrology. We'll ask her later in the show. Soumya has an MBA from Imperial College London, an MSc in Operational Research from Lancaster University, and a BSc Honours in Statistics from Lady Sridham College in Delhi, Delhi University. She's a qualified astrologer, Vastu Sastra and Numerology professional. She has a penchant for numbers and developed her own software models in predictive astrology and numerology. Soumya's contribution to Vedic sciences and spirituality industry has been featured in worldwide media publications, including Forbes, New York Magazine, LA Times, Times of India, and many more. She has also been awarded by Department of Science and Technology, the Government of India, for her groundbreaking venture on Supuja.com. Soumya, honestly, this has been one of the most interesting introductions from my side. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi Avinash. Thank you so much for reaching out to me and calling me on the show. No worries at all. So, I mean, it's it's a lot that I got through, but of course, nobody can explain it better than you. So, why don't you just tell us briefly how your journey has been, you know, throughout throughout your career? You know what, Avinash, what will be helpful is if I cover a little bit about myself and how I got to this point. Um, I think that will be good because, you know, to be very honest with you, it combines the MBA, it combines my professional background and then the current industry. And the first thing which I want to tell the audience is that, um, you know, everything which, uh, you know, you see around 
us is all numbers based and i have been obviously always intrigued about mathematics numbers models um you know and that is where uh, it all started and i grew up in a very mathematics loving family uh, my upbringing had a heavy influence of numbers and math and logic and analytics and that's what my parents always pushed me to learn and uh, that's how if you see from my education background it's very heavily numbers driven mathematics driven so i did undergrad in statistics as you said then operation research to understand the business side of of numbers followed by an mba where i took modules which were categorically towards finance and you know strategy so again all numbers and then i worked for over 7 years in in london for in in you know in technology consulting plus investment banking side and operation strategy side so so pretty much my experience till before i started my venture was a very unique mix of technology combined with finance and i did work in india um you know in in aviation related startups it was part of entrepreneurship as well and that is what was a cocktail of mixture that the skills that i got and then um i moved back to india where i realized that uh, you know when it came to any of the spiritual services uh, when it comes to astrology numerology and say feng shui or similar services called vastu and indian vedic pujas we don't have a professional platform uh, where we can actually get vetted and qualified professionals who are educated right who've done some sort of uh, degrees because spirituality happened to be an industry where i felt it was sort of like a taboo to ask anyone their background and if you see that you know i mean for any other job or anything that we do or anyone we hire we always look at the person and see that okay what have you done before why should you be suitable here but i felt that that was missing for spirituality and also the angle of you know uh, people you know i felt that technology was something which was lacking in a, in these you know very old traditional practices um which where i i tried to combine my background with the numbers and technology into a different industry so you see how it all got in together that something that i've done previously and i'm just trying to do a different flavor just like any other consulting assignment if you if you look at it right like my basis my calculation my analysis my models remain same industries change i see very very interesting so i mean i i i really get uh, how the different skill sets have come together that's just pretty fascinating you're looking at it from that manner because that's not the manner i was looking at it <laughs> um mm-hmm. because somehow when you think about astrology and spirituality it seems to be very non-rational uh in in a way but then when you put it in such numerical numerical terms and mathematical terms somehow it seems more logical than i've ever considered before <laughs> i can give you a couple of examples around it i just had my tv show yesterday at a silicon valley uh tv channel and and you know i i talked about the subject which is science behind astrology science behind numbers and numerology so if you want i can share a little bit from my interview yesterday what i covered to talk about it in in america about it and obviously i'm still learning and i'm trying to improve these you know ancient knowledge as well so yeah absolutely go for it so you know i think what i've been learning and uh, i'll give you two examples that how i'm trying to to understand what is the logic and 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 basis behind these things the first thing is that we need to understand what is science right science is research 
which means researching like you know doing a systematic investigation of any analysis it's it's that's what it is and you know the simplest example to understand say a little bit about science and astrology or or these basic principles is that you know and how, or how stars and planets affect us is we all know the phenomena of um, the tides you know the high mm-hmm. tides and the low tides right why do the tides occur they occur because of the gravitational pull of the moon right mm-hmm. now if moon is a small celestial body which is closest to earth much smaller in size than the earth and other planets around us so if moon's gravitational pull can affect 70% of earth's composition every day where earth is made up of water right then imagine what effect it has on our body because our body is composed in the same proportion as that of earth our body is 2/3 water and 1/3 mass similarly with with earth 2/3 water and 1/3 land right and that's how i i understood that you know even planets and the movements and everything is affecting us and it so happens that you know if uh, you know it's it's just what we consider science and what i'm trying to learn is that you know till now about you know these services there's not been a worldwide platform where lots of hundreds of thousands of people are coming together and sitting and researching and putting their numbers and data and putting it together and creating a big software model technology model which is what is absent right in pharmaceutical industry we see hundreds of scientists and researchers sitting together trying to come up with one drug they've got billions of dollars of funding they're just all they're doing is researching 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 right and that is what is happening and unfortunately a platform like that is missing for um you know anything related to spirituality i mean america's done well in terms of talking about you know yoga as as uh, you know in in a very simple language and making people understand the benefits of it and yoga comes from the same sciences from where astrology came numerology came vedic pujas came which is like you know sound energy healing etc and that's what you know i'm trying to understand and and you know in terms of numerology what i discovered that you know one of the branches of numerology which is called pythagorean numerology was actually founded by a famous mathematician uh, pythagoras you've heard of about pythagorean theorem right pythagoras theorem which yeah. all of us have while while growing up right we all learned that which is one of the basics of of mathematics and and the whole sa- side of numerology was created by Pythagoras so for for practical applications he used Pythagoras theorem something which is analytical where he could connect things versus for other things you know which he could relate because his thinking was that there's nothing in the world you can't explain without numbers and he used Pythagorean numerology to explain the other phenomena in the world because every number has its own characteristics and vibrations as well so 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 our great mathematician Pythagoras used Pythagorean numerology to understand people to understand the phenomena of the world and at one point of time during the renaissance period apparently Pythagorean numerology was taught as a science in universities and this is around 580 BC you know at that point of time and one thing you must remember avinash that fine you know over a period of time okay you know there's no platform which has come and and done it and i'm not saying i'm trying to do it i'm just trying to learn about it because i was really intrigued about this industry as well it's it's just that um you know maybe it it's okay if you're not able to find new discoveries but till now we have not even been able to disprove anything which already existed in these sciences as well there's nothing to disprove also if you can't prove it then you can't disprove it either 
right? Uh, math works or science works either way. Either you prove it, it's a hypothesis. Statistics was, works in the same way. Either you prove it or you disprove it, right? So we are not on either of the sides. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's that's really fascinating, uh, the, the way you describe it. So wh- why do you think there isn't someone, you know, who, who's made it big in this space? Or why do you think there hasn't been that much talk or focus um, going on? Because a good comparison you made was with the pharma companies, right? There's, there's tons and there's billions of money going into research. Um, but on the side of spirituality and, and these aspects, how come? How come nobody's done it? I, I don't have the answer, by the way. I'm just curious. How come nobody's done it? Yeah, no, I, I totally understand because I, I had the same questions four years back before I entered into it. <laughs> And I'm learning the same thing because one thing I've understood that, you know, this industry has unfortunately become a very individualistic play. So if because, you know, look, at at the end of the day, if somebody is in this industry, they also have to, you know, support themselves. Right. And, and, And people's outlook about spirituality is that it should be given for free. But, you know, at the end of the day, they also have to run their family, their household, etc. People who... I'm talking about the professionals who've been in this industry. Yeah. So they do have to charge this money. So it becomes a very individualistic play rather than, you know, someone coming together and trying to research about it. Because if you just end up spending time and researching, then then where will you earn and where will you end up like, you know, uh, generating household? There are no companies, there are no ventures. One of the, you know, we've just started Shubh Puja last four or five years. But before that, there was nothing where, which is like a, you know, startup or a company to employ people who've got these skills. You see what I mean? So we're trying yeah. to like break the barrier and create something completely new. There was no industry like this before where you could employ people like that. It was a very, you know, and that's why it's an, you know, offline to online play because it was a very localized um, sort of industry where, so if you're in a local area, you would just go and meet people who are who are close by to you. You will never be able to discover that somebody sitting in, say, a different city is able to give you that consultation or is able to do that service. Or if you're in America or you're in London, you can get these services from any part of the world. And that is where we're trying to bring in technology and creating these platforms. And, and I suppose that is what our uniqueness was to create a tech platform for these services. And slowly, slowly we're getting there. But there's so much to do and these sciences are so, so complex as well that, you know, I mean, it might take an individual's whole lifetime to be able to understand that. Yeah, yeah. And and do you think it's also got to do with um, the market? Um, because, you know, why isn't there a company? It could also be explained by the fact that normal people, uh, you know, on, on the consumer side, they may not really understand everything. So, you know, I, I'm from India. I grew up in India. If someone came and said that that, Puja Pujari, who came to my house um, last month, was actually someone who should be well versed in mathematics and numbers. I would have never believed. I would have been like, really, what have numbers got to do with the mumbo jumbo that he was bumbling? True. <laughs> so you think it's also got to do with that? That normal I think it's people all, don't understand. I, yeah, because you know, as I said before, there hasn't been a platform where you can actually read about these things. You can somebody's going to go talk about the science and mathematics and and more practical application of these things in today's time as well. There hasn't been because people who are in this industry they can be a little, you know, they can be very proper 
I mean, I'm using very simple word like proper to say that, you know, if they are focused, then they're focused in what they do. You know, they are not very tech savvy people. They're not like, they're not MBAs like us, right? So they don't know how to market themselves on a global level. But people who do, they have really made it big. Avinash, by the way, I would like to give you the example of one of the biggest spirituality brand, which is Patanjali. You must have heard this. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right. What is Patanjali? Patanjali sold its products based on like spirituality. It's a spiritual brand. And it has given competition to the biggest FMCG companies of the world in India. That is true. My mom has stopped buying any other brand. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. That's a different thing. But the way, you know, it picked up as a spirituality brand has it, it's amazing there are case studies in harvard there are case studies in isb there are case studies all mm. around about patanjali as a business which got the strength because it was a spirituality brand like yoga was the basis of you know promoting patanjali as a brand you know baba ramdev he created a big enterprise through that so yeah. it's unfair to say that spirituality as an ad brand, but then it's different flavors and how you actually, you know, give the kind of right products and all. And it's very difficult because it's, again, it's like technical sciences, right? Say if you're an investment banker, the models you run are very, very technical and only you understand that. It's similar in this industry as well that, mm. you know, it is highly, highly technical. Somebody has to go into the depth to understand and try and create these kind of models. And then, you know, it's 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 just how it is. So it's, it becomes again very difficult for the other person to understand it and then they just lose interest and nobody's got the time to go into technical details in today's time. You see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So so what came for you first? Did it come the need for the market or to address the need? Is that what came first or was it your own interest and then find the market? What, what no, came first I, for you? I think it was just the need for the uh, of the hour I felt because, you know, I lived in London for a long time and uh, one of the things which I realized that you know if we had to do even a basic sort of ceremony and this is particularly for the services that I core services that we offer which is the kind of pujas you know you know about Diwali you know about Holi and you know other festivals Mm -hmm. so if somebody had to organize a puja especially people from our generation I was working you know almost like 15-16 hours a day shift as well so if I had to do a small ceremony also I actually didn't know where to go and who to trust who not to trust where to get that person what to do and that's where I realized that five years from now none of us especially our generation will have a problem in terms of organizing these services or taking our traditions forward um you know right it's not like you know a food recipe that i can just write it you know as on a blog for you or you you can just call your mom saying mama i feel like having this dish which used to make can you just tell me the ingredients and recipe and let me just make it myself because this is something me and you cannot do it ourselves we do need at some point of time we do need a qualified person and professional person to be able to come and do it for us And, and there was a complete lack of such a platform where you have educated and qualified vetted professionals in this industry and that's where I felt there was a big big gap where you know we could demystify some of these you know services at the same time bring in quality professionals because that's what I would need to get my services done from someone which wasn't there you know when I was living in London yeah sorry go ahead yeah, sorry. Uh, my my question was, do you think it was because you were living in London? I mean, is that the same problem even for people who might be living in India right now? No, I don't think so. Um, it was just because of London. Obviously, there were a couple of, you know, there was one personal incident where a 
you know, which obviously brought things to my eyes that, mm-hmm. you know, a, a very close friend's father uh, passed away and this friend of mine lived in London and I'd, I'd, I was in India at that time and it was just, uh, you know, in, in, in our religion, right, like it was, it's a 13 day long process that you do after marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I realized that, you know, um, when a person was in grief, or even for marriage, for example, right? Like when people are busy organizing these ceremonies, it just sucks up so much energy and time. And then everybody has their own opinion that, oh, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. There was no point of truth where you could actually go and ask questions and find out what is the right thing to do, what is not the right thing to do. Let a professional tell you to do that. And at the same time, if you want these services, why can't you just, you know, let somebody else who knows about this instead of taking 10 different opinions from 10 different people, creating fights amongst yourselves and let them let the person who knows how to do it, do it as well. You see what I mean? Yeah, that was one of the reasons which sort of triggered it to say that, oh, my God, you know, we do need a service futuristically to to be able to say, you know, go online and find a professional for astrology, numerology, get this puja services done and you know and that's that's what the idea was yeah but how did how did you get interested i mean because um, you know of course you saw that there was a particular need in the market but h- how did you know that you could be good at it you know what i'm not sure <laughs> that question i can just say it was part of my stars because it just happened those events happened it triggered it and i was like you know what we need a service like this let me demystify it. I had gone to a few astrologers and everyone before and I just couldn't understand the logic behind what they were saying and I wanted something, you know, where I wanted to understand what is the basis. So I started researching about it and then came to the point. But I had launched a puja then and then I started researching and after that I had enrolled myself in, you know, uh, higher level courses for astrology, numerology, vastu and feng shui and now I'm qualified in the last four years. I've, I've done like multiple courses for like two years, four years uh, in the last four to five years and now I'm qualified to understand what is the science behind it till the time, you know, it's like, you, you know, as, as a science person, you're not going to trust something. I was in the same boat that I'm not going to trust something if I don't see the logic and math behind it and, and that's exactly what I wanted to understand as well and then I enrolled myself and started to study and, and understood. I see. So, so, so you almost started um, the concept first and then you educated yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, I realized that, say, I started a platform, and if if I'm getting, you know, the same, sort of, if I get tricked in the same way, like, other people might get, but they don't get the logic, what people are looking for, then there's no point of creating a platform like this, right? So, I had to, you know, arm myself with that kind of knowledge and combine my skills of technology, the finance and entrepreneurship into it and create a model like that. Yeah, I see. I see. Very interesting. But did you have any kind of background at all? I mean, anyone from the family, any anything at all? Because uh, it it seems like a very, like when I think of it, I'm like, it, it seems too wide and too scary. <laughs> it was. And, and that's what happened to me. But I didn't have any background, nothing. You know, as I said, you know, everybody in my family is either an engineer or a banker or in aviation or everything which was heavily heavily mathematics business oriented there's nobody in my family into anywhere close to this industry but I was just intrigued about it and I felt all of us the younger generation I wanted 
them to get a good solution and to understand that. And, and you know, when the world recognizes the strength of yoga and Ayurveda and how it's helping us, then, then why not know about other sciences through the right professionals? And, and that's what happened. So I would say, as I said, I, I think it came through the stars for myself as well. Amazing, amazing. That, that, that's like really true entrepreneurship. <laughs> um, <laughs> at, at what point did you go full time? At what point did you decide to quit your job then? So I, I I moved back and then I I started this venture. I've been thinking about like you know the startup industry etc. And you know while I was so in did London. you say you moved back like you moved back from London to India? Yeah, to India, okay. and that's when I started this venture because you know I've been I I was uh, because I think when I was in London it was the onset of startups uh, around mm-hmm. 2011 12 when I was hearing a lot about like you know um you know other startups growing um, you know being founded and and then I went back and it so happened that you know this is something that you know I I stalked upon and I started it and um, you know and and I you know I would really thank my stars or other people that, you know, initially I was very, very scared when I started that because it was a huge, huge transformation for me, you know, jumping from investment banking, finance, strategy, consulting to spirituality. It was a massive change. Everybody thought I've gone crazy. What has happened to me and what's wrong with me? And they thought like, I'm just fooling around, etc. initially, not fooling around, but I just, I, they just thought like, yeah. what am I getting into? You know how like people would think that, why would you leave your job to do something like this? And and the funny part is the same people now say that, wow, what a great platform you've started. <laughs> Everyone around you, you know how people's opinions change. And that time startup industry was still in a very nascent stage. You know, it was very, initial stage people didn't really know the names of startups and, you know, they, they really didn't know the top startups of the world. And now everybody started to accept that how it's 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 the big thing now to do. And, and yeah. people are a lot more welcoming yeah absolutely but but i mean considering the fact that you know the need for this came out of your time in london did you think that it would have been better to stay in london actually still build a platform but connect people over here to professionals in india well you know avinash as i said i think uh, obviously it's about timing and it so happened and and this is where i guess the destiny plays a bigger role than you know my practical thing that i so happened that i moved to india and i came across and and the reason why it, it was better for me to be in india to do that in in the with the bigger picture as well because all the professionals are in india so it was easier for me to recruit and get them on the platform by meeting them personally by understanding and studying as well right like i could not have done the same studies which i did in india for last four years while going to school again over there because the courses for astrology numerology vastu the ancient indian vedic sciences are all based in india yeah yeah, fair enough. How 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 was your discovery process in India? How how did you meet these professionals, and how did you go about trying to find them? Obviously, you know it was kind of difficult in the beginning. You will not <laughs> believe, you know. I mean, it's a very because it's not like they go on like you know something like Craigslist or something and go yeah, and list I, themselves. And what it just nobody ever thought that you can get these spirituality services and especially the kind of services that I offer online like no one had ever thought that you know you can get your puja done and 
pay by credit card to God. You <laughs> see the concept, right? So I really had to run around and get to know people and meet people physically, going around. And, it, and you know, obviously, I'm, if you look at me, I'm not a t- typical spirituality person. I'm not wearing like orange vermilion clothes, <laughs> but sermons and all those things. And that Actually, is I was we- looking for a photo of yours where you're wearing that, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm trying to create the concept that spirituality is for everyone it doesn't ha- i don't have to dress up or if i'm in this industry i don't have to be one of the spiritual gurus or leaders to be part of this industry you see what i mean it's for you it's for me it's for all of us we are doing our own different karmas and different things um, you know i could be doing investment banking but at the same time i could be do, uh, you know doing these services if i get a new house or i can consult an astrologer to know about my strengths and weaknesses i can choose like good dates through numerology you know I, and that's the impression and that's what the barrier that I was trying to break in for this industry and as a woman it was even harder because it is a very like you know sort of mm. everybody expects like a spiritual leader to be a man yeah you know? and and that is where and I come in after doing my MBA from Imperial and you know my my finance job wearing a business suit trying to talk to people and, and initially they just thought oh my god she's just another MBA turning up there trying to take over an industry so a lot of professionals were very scared it, I just felt like a strategy consultant going to for a, for an assignment because you know how for a strategy consultant when you when you go to any company people just think you're here to take away their job right yeah. and that is exactly what they th- felt in the beginning all the professionals because again I said it's a very individual play and I ended up going there then slowly slowly I tried to explain it to them that how through this platform you can actually be featured on a worldwide platform you can get clients from all over the world how technology can help bridge that gap which people with the professionals have been lacking so far and over a period of time only after one and a half years people started to realize the value of it because now uh, you know my team members my, my my team they are doing you know these consultations and pujas for people in america in hong kong in london in south africa all over the world which they had never ever done in their whole life you know, and that that is what was what is happening, and and obviously I enrolled myself in the courses where I started to understand and learn, and that's when they realized that you know she knows what she's talking about, and it so happened that I'm trying to combine a very mathematical approach to it, so I get like I get even more detailed than anybody else can get into, and applying all the business models and creating our own software models, I'm combining all those things which people haven't traditionally done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They realize that, oh my God, she is adding value. Hey guys, I really hope you've been enjoying this episode. I just wanted to take a small break and tell you that I would love to hear your thoughts on the show. If you have any feedback, please feel free to email me at avinas at com. And if you're not aware already, we also have a dedicated Facebook and Slack group where we talk a lot more about MBA. These groups are open to anyone who wants to come in and discuss about MBA, future careers, along with others on the same journey as you. To find out more about how to join these groups, please head over to the website, The MBA Jam. Let's head back to this amazing episode. Yeah, very, very interesting points over there. So first of all, you did mention that, you know, it, it, it was probably, it was harder and challenging because you were a woman uh, and, and this particular space. Do you think it would have been easier if you were a guy? Well, you know, I, to be very honest with you, I'm not somebody who says it's tough of a woman or a guy. It's this industry is tough or, or, you know, everybody has their own challenges. 
um, I think it was more of a point that I'm not wearing vermilion clothes and giving yeah. you like any kind of sermons. That was a bigger challenge. So if you entered in this industry, it would have been similarly difficult for you too because you're not a typical person. They're looking for people, looking for services. You are a professional tech person or, or, or an entrepreneur who is trying to bring in these services. But at the same time, is conversant or knows about these services in detail, right? But but yeah, I mean, actually, the men would accept you more easily. The pandajis or the astrologers and numerologists and people might accept you more as part of them more easily. I I have to say that though. Yeah, actually, you know, thinking of it over the years, I haven't seen a single woman come to my house or office in India there to do a puja at all. There is. That's what I'm saying, and I mean, not that I do pujas. I have professionals doing that, but can you? understand that how yeah. traditional people would find it hard to accept a young MBA trying to do this, you know, to, to, to create a platform in this industry. Totally. And, I think, and I think that's what sort of like gave it a kick. Uh, people from all across, like all the media channels from all across the world noticed my venture. They talked about it. They, they realized the kind of value I'm trying to add to it, you know, with my background. And, you know, they, they, were, they were just understanding that how I'm trying to create a professional platform for it. And being a woman, you know, I'm not taking a step back and, and I'm going and enrolling myself in courses and talking to people and, and you know, talking about these sciences um, on those platforms and, and and thanks to you know a lot of social media and media channels including Forbes you know New York Times uh, and um, all these other channels from all across the world who featured us to talk about our interesting venture yeah absolutely and and I'm guessing you know a lot of these things also are very um, family driven because they pass on from generation to generation like one someone who is a pujari will pass on the learnings to his son and so on so it actually even goes down to family right yeah but the best part about this platform is that i do want to get all of them on my platform right like i'm not trying to break into the business rather i'm trying to bring in more business for them which they have realized over a period of time right I'm only trying to help them. You know, it's not that I can do pujas and I'm not going to do pujas. I've just, I'm just creating a tech platform where, you know, more demand can be generated. And for you as a consumer, you get a, a good professional services for a set price. There's no pricing matrix, by the way, in this industry. And we set that up um, to get at a standard price. And you know what you're getting into and you know which professionals want to do your your work and, and things like that. And And it's over a period of time people realize the value. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I realize we've spoken so much about the company that I haven't even come to your MBA. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, first of all, you know, how much of the MBA, you know, experience and, and that particular one year at Imperial help you get through this process of launching a business? And, and at what points did you actually persevere because of that experience? I think... Um, I mean, Ash, the first thing which I wanted to mention about MBA was that, you know, MBA gave me strong leadership skills and that's what was needed, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the program made me believe that, yes, I can go out there and do things on my own, lead big projects. <clears throat> and I think a lot of nourishment ha- came through KPMG and EY as well. I will give them, you know, those companies big credits as well because, 
the, the, the structured way of doing business analysis and processes uh, is where I what I learned at KPMG and EY as well, especially in terms of data-driven environment and obviously my previous company, ThoughtWorks, where I was working on the topmost technology products. So it was a combination of all of them. And Imperial gave me that kind of confidence in terms of leading things on my own and creating something which is completely innovative and, you know, something very new. And one of the things which I wanted to mention and which in the hindsight I realized how important it was, was the IED module. I don't mm. know if they still have that, the Innovation, Entrepreneurship and Design module course at, at Imperial. It was almost like a three months long separate sort of parallel track, uh, which was mandatory for everyone. And that IED module made, uh, I think we had a team of four to five people where we actually were working on real life project, which was actually like leading a real startup at that point of time where I think we, 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 uh, it was, um, you know, there, there were people who were from Royal College of Art, which will bring in the design sort of experience, which is very important in today's time in a startup because design is a very important module. Then we had tie up with, um, you know, I think this project was combined with um, the, the the medical side or, or the other uh, parts of Imperial College as well, where, you know, I worked on a product which was the stent, you know, um, you know, a doctor, a PhD student at Imperial had had created a unique stent and we had to come up with the whole business plan of marketing or creating a company for for that stent and that was a real project he had applied for patents and that's what I did for three months with a team of three to four people and I just learned that how we can do a startup you know with a product and that was that was great great experience for me you know and that's where MBA really really helped me and all the case studies where I learned about different businesses how they're structured and at the same time, you know, I actually became the president of the private equity and venture capital club at Imperial as well. And that's where I organized a lot of, you know, talks about uh, VC industry, private equity industry. So I learned great deal by organizing these talks and meeting a lot of people, um, you know, through that club as well. And, and that is what really, really helped me through my MBA, you know, in terms of combining entrepreneurship experience, learning about private equity, VC in a safer environment, and then trying to go ahead and apply the similar principles in any industry you can do then. Yeah, yeah. When you when you were actually doing that IED course, did you at any point of time think that you will actually use it that actively? No, not at all. <laughs> you know, it was, it, it's just funny that I remember IED now, if I look back <laughs> And it was just one of the best thing which was part of Imperial College. And, and also another thing which was really helpful was, you know, almost like a, you know, three to four months internship program. I, I was actually working with Rolls-Royce, the, you know, defense aerospace side. And that, again, I, I led a complete project by myself. And, and that was really helpful because, you know, I was looking at defense investments for Rolls-Royce in India. And that was that was a great project. So imagine in one year's time, I'm working on like the topmost projects um, when it came to like, obviously, say medical field, you know, which where what we're doing, like, you know, the, the innovation and, and startups that are happening now. At that time, I did it for the stent company. Then um, I, I worked for the defense aerospace side where I'm looking at investments in, you know, for a big company like Rolls-Royce in India. And that that really helped. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, so obviously, entrepreneurship was not something you necessarily had focused when you did get into the MBA. So what, 
what were you thinking uh, what were you hoping to you know do post mba like obviously your career worked out very differently <laughs> Yeah so I I obviously was in the strategy consulting industry and investment banking side so that's what I planned to do um it so happened that I I you know I I started my own venture and I'm very happy that I did that and you know entrepreneurship always fascinated me because I did grow up in a family where you know people always sort of pushed you for new ideas innovation etc and you know and that's something where i'm trying to innovate in spirituality was was a great addition so in terms of now i think your question is more about why did i do sort of an mba what what prompted me to do an mba or yeah actually that was that was going to be a follow up question because i i was trying to understand was you know starting a business one of the options at all if not yeah what why did you even decide to do mba you know, at, at that time starting a business wasn't um you know something that i was considering i actually wanted to work in the finance industry and that was one of the reasons why i you know i i i wanted to do my mba to to be able to learn all these financial modeling um to understand the finance modules combine it with like you know uh the leadership qualities that you're that one is looking for and and you know the reason why i think uh, i wanted to do my mba was to actually um you know shorten my learning curve i think it was to compress that because if i did it on my own it would have taken me years to learn what i learned in like less than a year's time and i think mba one year mba at imperial was just the perfect thing to do and and in terms of my choosing the university so i'm a very as i said a very science and technology driven person with mathematics and everything so for me having university or working in an uh, you know in sorry not working in a company but you know for me um a university with science and technology base was very very important and and i think imperial was just the right choice for me for you know which was you know which is very very big when it comes to science when it comes to medical industry and that gave me on that opportunity yeah and uh, were you in london already that time Um no I was working in India in aviation startup so we were setting up greenfield airlines in India. Okay okay fair enough so I was wondering if Imperial was a choice because you were only in London. Uh, well I I'd, I'd lived and worked in London before because okay. I was uh, you know I started at Lancaster University I did my MSc oh, yeah. research then I worked in three for three years in London in a technology company Thoughtworks where where they were ahead of their uh, you know curve when it came to agile methodology which all of us now know about and that's the way of doing software development so i learned for 3 years agile methodology and software development that was a great addition to me as well and then i wanted to combine with more numbers and and business and finance and and you know and that's what led to like imperial as well yeah do you, do you think your vc and private equity interest uh, helped uh, when you were did, did you raise money for supuja by the way No, no, I haven't raised money. We've been profitable from third month onwards, so I, I haven't raised till now. And you know, wow. I mean, we'll do it at some point of time. And you know, when it, it's the right stage for me as well, because even though I, I, you know, it's great to to rank a company based on the funding, but I think my business principles are a little different. I feel that first you have to create that value, and then once you create that value, you know what, funding will come. But take it at the right point of time. instead of diluting it too much in the beginning 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. How about any kind of tangible, you know, skill sets that you're able to carry off? So, for example, you mentioned about the pricing, uh, you know, for the professionals on the platform. Now, that's something you obviously had to think of scratch, right? Yeah. It's not like you had a reference point where you can just mm-hmm. take some other platform and build it. Um, yeah, so so was that just a trial and error that you actually did while pricing the services on your platform? No, not at all. You know, that's where I differ. Otherwise, what's the point of me doing an MBA and getting... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm one of, you know, the people who would just give a number and in the air and put it there, take it out from anywhere. So how did you First do that? Time. Yeah. <laughs> I created models behind it. So to calculate the number of, you know, uh, the amount of, say, money, which will take for a particular puja, you have to calculate the the cost of the products, you have to calculate the time of the professional by including the number of, you know, the amount of time it takes to do. And this is getting into technical side. And I think it's it's something which I can discuss with you offline. But the amount of time it takes to do a particular number of mantras in how many minutes will you finish how many mantras? So it's like if you have to do 10,000, then how many man hours it will take for a qualified profession to be able to do that. So I created all those pricing matrix. And that's how we came up with the price. I see. Very yeah. interesting. Very, very technical. And I had to do that over six months time and you know, talking to multiple people, finding out professional rates, different, different uh, service has a different uh, mantra and pujas and the kind of like combination that happens. So we had to do all that calculation. Some, some mantra might take like, say, you know, five minutes to complete 108 times, some might take 12 minutes if they're longer and more technical ones. You see what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. getting... Yeah, I I wonder how many I wonder how many professionals actually went and recalibrated their pricing offline based on your modeling. Well, once I created <laughs> set the price, then it's the typical thing in the industry, right? They just want to do a little bit less or more, depending because they it's like giving a benchmark to someone. Yeah, right? and then you start like, and then you'll see a lot of other ventures who started coming around, even copying my content and copying the pricing some of them even said like oh we want to do a tie-up and they took my data and and would even would start their own ventures it was quite funny so but it was the best form of flattery when people start copying you (laughs) i I love your positive outlook that's really inspiring awesome awesome great so i mean uh yeah, that's. I have so many questions. I'm getting lost now. <laughs> um, so yeah, how's 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 it going in terms of competition? Do you, do you have more competition right now as compared to when you began? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, a lot of other startups have have happened. You know, uh, since I launched this venture, because before when I started, we were the first. You know, we were the pioneers in this industry, um, and and that's where um, you know we we so, so, sort of created like you know this whole new e-commerce space, which is like the religious or spirituality, not spirituality as such. Spirituality was there, but religious e-commerce space where we are getting these services online. So now, obviously, there are a lot of people who've created these ventures but you know I mean we are unique in terms of the kind of um, you know services that we provide and people customers who are with us they they understand the difference we bring in where you know it's almost like being a consultant to someone right like it's like working in tech industry so you have a project manager you have like your tech developers and you have your business clients so so you know a developer and business clients cannot understand each other's language directly so there has to be a medium in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. How many how many professionals do you have on the platform right now? Sorry? 
how many professionals do you have on the platform right now so we have almost 500 network of 500 professionals uh, you know on our network in based in delhi and we've we created this industry of online side of it because you never could think that you could get these services online yeah exactly exactly so so now that you've actually gotten these professionals on your platform if someone has to copy what do they do do they just go on your platform see who's there contact them directly i mean what's the, what's the strength of the platform well, you know avinash this industry is such that it obviously goes with references and word of mouth and mm-hmm. the service that you do you know i mean and 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 because look i am i'm not directly selling you a product of amazon or flipkart for example this is this is not a coffee mug or this is not you know something which you will go in terms of discount that oh okay today on amazon this nike shoe is being sold for you know say 50 pounds and then on flipkart it was 45 pounds so you will just end up going for flipkart um, this industry is very different you know if you have faith in something you go for that thing which you know you have faith in and and then you recommend that to people around you your family members because you found good services around it you know it's 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 not just how do i describe it's not just something which is like an e-commerce platform you see what i mean yeah yeah absolutely how so in that case you know since it's not the same how do you avoid the potential you know future where uh people come they connect with the professionals on your platform but the rest of the transaction happens completely offline like at what point do you make money out of the transaction so basically avinash and that's what one, another thing which was missing in this industry that there was no complete comprehensive platform where you could get multiple services through the same professional right like mm-hmm. say you could get all the items which are needed for a puja you could you could do the services through professionals you can get someone for astrology numerology tarot so i combine all those services simultaneously on one platform so so you know for for a customer he's getting multiple benefits through that plus you know we we give them support on the phone for different services so somebody who might be interested in astrology an astrologer is not able to do say pujas themselves you know so people, so you might come to me for astrology and then through that we give you another professional so there's no one professional you might be after as well and overall you know we are trying to give advantage of pe- to people to come directly you know in terms of you know their their multiple needs simultaneously so so that is what is happening and and as i said before that you are coming to shop puja because you want to buy you know it's not like buying is not the right word but but you have faith in it you know it's yeah. all about having the faith it's not about getting a discount you see the difference in yeah. my startup versus any typical startup you come for faith you don't come for discounts yeah exactly no i i i get that i'm wondering how the users are perceiving probably because i'm coming from you know where in india you, you it's a lot of um a lot of things are driven by price <laughs> a lot of yeah. thing a lot of motivation is driven by price is is that one of the reasons you're in the US now to try and expand there to try and actually close the gap where you don't have to haggle with you know the low prices all the time you know what you'll be surprised that the amount of money people have in india and they spend on these services it's unbelievable as well you know it's one of the biggest <laughs> industries of the country and not just here i think 
spirituality worldwide is a huge industry i think yoga industry would probably be very close to like you know um, you know uh, hospital industry or anything with like you know uh, other sciences because it's 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 really become very very big and people are all stressed out in today's time and they're looking for you know sort of guidance and they they want to know more about like these things and 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 it's not you know just price driven unfortunately i think it's it's a lot of it is faith driven and and if you see our tagline it's all about everything begins with faith and it's not faith in in religion or god or anything like that it's having the faith in yourself and that's what our mantra is that if you have faith in yourself and and, and if say if you want to do a task you need to have faith in that you're able to do that task and then only you're able to finish it right yeah so it's all about that and you know i mean in us i think spirituality has penetrated quite a bit people have started to realize the benefit of it um about yoga about you know organic eating natural food and they are the ones who are creating these platforms to tell the world about it and i think that's a great thing um us people do creating good platforms and talking about like the math and science and other things and giving information to the rest of the world because this is the pl- place for cutting edge innovation and technology yeah no absolutely i i i just i'm on your website and i i just can't stop looking at it <laughs> um i i'm also seeing on your website so you mentioned about how big the market is i'm seeing a figure that says the indian market is 30 to 40 billion dollar yes and Amazing. imagine it's all offline or you know i mean as in there are a lot of other we don't even know where the money goes Yeah, so absolutely. You, so even there's competition that's good enough at least people are giving getting good services through that. Like it's impossible for one company to capture it anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, at what stage are you? Are you are you disclosing your revenues at this stage or not? No, we don't. And I'm going to invest in my company. Yeah, maybe we can discuss offline. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a great market, and to be honest, uh, my wife and I keep arguing a lot about this. So, see, see, does uh, believe uh, in in spirituality and religion a lot? I I tend to play devil's advocate a lot. I my my point is, I think a lot of them do it out of fear rather than out of um, you know actual belief. they are afraid that some lightning will strike them if they don't do it <laughs> mm-hmm. so i think a lot of the motivation comes from both ends but yeah. i understand the market <laughs> okay but avinash it's again you know lack of knowledge for some people and 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 no one's telling you to have blind faith i'm not saying have the blind faith i'm just saying if you get it ever done just get a professional and qualified service for it right i mean either do, if you do it do it properly or don't do it i'm not saying do it i'm saying if you do do it properly Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, after speaking to you, I'm actually more interested than ever because I had no idea that a lot of logic and rational is going behind, and it's a science. So far, I thought it's just um, belief without any rational thinking. <laughs> yeah, because unfortunately, we never had a platform, and and the scriptures that we have, all the Vedas, and you know, even the Greeks and Egyptians, whoever has written about it, they're all in their language. They're very technical language. Some of them are in Sanskrit, and you know, we don't have the motivation to read through it. We just read the average version of what people perceive things as, and and it is just a very very vast industry and very in depth. Yep, true, perfect. Um. So we're very close. How much time do you have? I can shape the last few questions accordingly. Um, I I do have five more minutes, and then I need to get back. Yep, no problem. So, you know, 
now that you've actually learned so much along your journey, you know, what what would you tell yourself, you know, maybe a younger version of yourself? Um, uh, is, are there any key learnings? Are there any key mistakes you, you wish you would have avoided um, now that you know a lot more? Um, you know what, to be very honest with you, I, I don't think I, I have any regrets, to be very honest with you. I, can, I do want to share the learnings. Um, one of the only thing I said, su- I suppose, not really regret, but something which I would really, really appreciate and, and enjoy now that I look back and now I'm in the entrepreneurship world was to actually go uh, for that international exchange or, uh, program, which I think Imperial offers as well. Um, there was, the, I remember in my time, there was one module where you could actually go to China for, you know, a period of seven days to 10 days and learn about the practices in different country and how to do business and meet people through MBA. And that was something which I think would be pretty exciting. But at that point of time, I, I wasn't able to go. I didn't do that, but that would have been exciting. Yeah. Me. Yeah. That sucks. Me too. I never did it. I think during my course, they went to Brazil and I never went. <laughs> yeah see I and mean, you know it's a different experience learning about a country from a business perspective with your MBA colleagues I think it was something which I felt that okay it would have been nice to have nice to do it so that probably is my only regret but otherwise apart from that I have made the most out of my MBA as much as I feel I could obviously there's always more to do but um, you know one of few of the key learnings and advices which I would want to give to the future MBA aspirants and which I learned over a period of time was you know um, and through hard way of course is that first thing is there to get active from day one like don't wait for your classes to get over or for you to you know um, for you to to be able to finish certain courses core courses and stuff to start recruiting start meeting people don't do it from day one get active from day one start recruiting from day one if you want to get into you know um you know a a nice job um or if you want to start up your own business start you know creating like an outline and trying to meet people around those industries from day one don't don't wait for a certain period of time every day during your mba is important it's it's not unfortunately people who you know think it's it's actually a break it's not a break it's actually a very important time of your life where you don't have to deal with like you know everyday sort of technical deadlines you know to deliver but you have to deliver on your assignments and other things but but that is where you can actually take sort of one year off to really reflect on yourself as well. So get active from day one. Second thing is meet as many people as possible because you never know who you meet into for for future because this is the time where you can actively network with people without, you know, having to justify anything and, and you know, and you have the time to do that as well. Because see, I never thought I'll, I'll get into the mathematics behind spirituality, right? Uh, when I was doing my MBA, I was meeting all the private equity, you know, investment banking, strategy consulting, consulting, tech people. But now it's a different industry. So you never know who you meet at what point of time. And MBA gives you a great way to interact with everyone around you with different skill sets. Learn from what they've been doing. Understand their ideas. Get them to contribute on a project. See how people behave in different circumstances in different industries. And that's a great way of learning in a safer environment. And then the third part, which really, really helped for me was, you know, do those things, um, you know, 
actively work or or be part of like the the clubs which are there the private equity vc clubs and entrepreneurship clubs you will find like you will get to know a lot of knowledge you'll get a lot of knowledge beyond you know what you've been researching on and you learn a lot from that yeah absolutely and and if you're taking part in a startup or ied course make sure you pay attention because you never know when it'll be helpful <laughs> i agree and i think i you know those skills were even used for my jobs for you know today's time for every you know aspect everything yeah absolutely absolutely perfect um uh, so mia what is the one thing you wish i had asked you no <laughs> <laughs> i think you've covered and we've covered quite a quite a uh, quite a lot of things uh, you know i think probably maybe i would want to talk about like why you know i mean i think you you, you didn't cover that why imperial you did cover i did cover a little bit but one of the other things about imperial which i wanted to mention was again obviously the whole basis of science and technology based university but you know the other thing which i wanted to mention was the location of imperial college oh my god i miss south kensington <laughs> it is just the best part of uh, you know london so you feel inspired walking around in those areas and you know the location is great so so one of those things i no, just no i completely i completely agree in fact in fact i extended my mba by sending my wife for the mba oh wow <laughs> she'll get really angry if i say i sent her but it's okay <laughs> i pushed her towards imperial <laughs> i think it's it's very very good in terms of location in terms of branding in terms of you know the the and and also the one year program right like it gives you all aspects of the learning um it gives you you know your core and then it gives you understanding about your electives id and also the internship or the project and and i think that was that was good enough time and plus you're recruiting simultaneously the whole year yeah yeah absolutely so it has been an absolute pleasure thanks a lot for your time today uh how how do people know more about you uh, they can go to shubhuja of course yes, but yeah they can go to my website yeah. uh, you know they can they can reach out to me i'm there on all social media channels I'm, you know you'll find a lot of places where you might you have easy way of getting in touch with me so so yeah Perfect. Thanks a lot Samir. Thanks a lot for your time today. Thank you. Take care. Take Bye and thanks a lot. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the MBA Jam. Now it's time for you to take action. Head over to the mbajam.com to listen to more episodes and discover great resources.